Welcome to the Lady Landlords Podcast, where we empower women to gain financial independence through real estate investing. I'm your host, Becky Nova, founder of Lady Landlords. If you're ready to buy, manage, and grow your real estate portfolio, then let's get started. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Lady Landlords Podcast. We have Deshana Woodard joining us today all about finances, your financial health, as she's a financial coach, and I am so happy to have her join us. So Deshana, thank you for being here today. How you doing? I'm doing well, Becky. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Of course. I had such a great conversation with you last week. I knew that you would be the right person to really bring some of the value to our women's group today. So I appreciate you making the time. Um, I always like to ask by just having us start with you just introducing yourself a little bit and really just sharing who the woman is behind the financial coach. Okay, well, yes, I'm Deshina, and I am a mom, a wife. I am a registered nurse. Um, I, you know, like to go to church. I like to um, do biking uh, with my kids or, you know, as a family. Uh, I like to play tennis. Um, I like to do one thing that people don't know about me is that I, I'm a like closet scrapbooker. <laughs> I, I like know. to do, yeah, I like to do some scrapbook. I, I used to do it a lot when my daughter was little. I have so much, uh, equipment, but I really <laughs> haven't had a chance to dive into it really, uh, for years, but I, I, I still have it there and I still, you know, I do it. I only use it when, uh, like. They have projects now. If my son has a project or something, I'll pull out all my scrapbooking stuff. Oh, and I also have wanted to learn Spanish for the longest time. Oh. I, I have a, I took it in high school. I have a basic knowledge of the basics, but I really want to, you know, immerse myself in it and become fluent. And it's something that is on my bucket list. So, <laughs> all right, I'll have to, I can help you with that. Um, I can I can share my Spanish teacher with you and a great resource that I have um, to be learn, able to learn other languages. So when we get off the call, I will tell you my secret weapon. Um, I'm down here in the Dominican Republic. So also my Spanish is something that's really important to me. Um, so I, I found a great resource. I'll be able to share that with you. So thank you for just sharing kind of where you came from. But I would love if now you can kind of tell for the group kind of what, what your expertise is within finance? Well, I would say my expertise is, are in budgeting, uh, understanding how to budget. A lot of people don't even just know the basics uh, and saving money, building up your savings, create, you know, uh, increasing your cash flow and paying down debt. Uh, mm -hmm. those, are, those are the things that I'm, I excel at. Okay. Now that's very different than registered nurse. How did you, <laughs> how did you kind of end up in the financial world? Well, it, it, it was, it was interesting, an interesting journey. It's, um, you know, I had growing up, you know, we weren't poor or anything like that, but we did kind of, uh, what I know now as an adult, my parents didn't, know how to manage money. It's like they went to work to pay bills and sometimes they had enough and sometimes they didn't, but that was because looking back now, they probably just didn't understand the basics of how to manage money. 
And uh, so what I learned is if you wanted to have more money, you know, the recipe for success, you're supposed to go to college, get a good job, mm -hmm. uh, earn a lot of money uh, so that you can buy the things you want. And you would think that if you earn a lot of money, you would always have money, but <laughs> that doesn't, that didn't turn out to be the case. Right. Right. So from seeing kind of that like experience, like with your family, how did you make that your career then? Well, because um, I ended up, you know, at, well, actually, I, because I, I actually ended up getting in debt starting with college because, you know, uh, how the, the credit card representatives used to come on campus and they'll offer you a mm -hmm. t-shirt or some M&Ms or something to, to fill out an application. And you're thinking, okay, sure, why not? I'll, I'll fill out the application. But, uh, and I remember the recruiter, I mean, the representative telling me, uh, I, I didn't think I would get it. I'm like, I, I don't even work. I'm a, a college student. He said, oh, it won't hurt. Just go ahead and fill it out. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And mm -hmm. uh, so I did. And, you know, it was like amazing because once I did get that credit card, it was like, wow, I felt so grown up. It's like, I, I, this is free money. You know, I can, <laughs> I can buy things I, I always wanted and never could buy. And it was very addicting, you know? And then, so once you use one credit card, then when that's all used up, you want another one. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of went down this rabbit hole. So the guy was wrong. It did hurt because it hurt me financially because I didn't, I had no clue about right. how to manage credit. And um, so once I graduated and got my first professional salary, you know, I'm making good money. Then you start buying all the things, you know, the house, the car, and then you want to have a kid and your kids are expensive and you want to put your kids in activities. And it was just this, um, but yet never stopping to actually understand how to manage money because I wasn't taught that. They don't teach you that in school. My parents didn't teach me that because I don't think mm -hmm. they knew. So it was just, um, I just started digging this deep hole of debt and, you know, and it was causing me, it actually ended up causing me uh, anxiety, you know, like to the point where, you know, my heart would be pounding, my stomach would be churning and my hands would be trembling every time I started to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. Or and it was like I know this wasn't right. Something's not right about this. So I had to, you know, start trying to find a way to do something different <laughs> because what right. I was doing wasn't working. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was not working for me. So I I started trying to, you know, figure out. I I mean I have like uh, ledgers. I would buy ledgers, uh, journals, just trying to start keeping track. Just what what is going on? Just trying to do it on my own. And I did that for years um, and, you know, I would try things and fail and I would try clipping coupons and, you know, uh, finding way to save, cut back, just doing all these different things and event, and, and it didn't work for a time, mm -hmm. but I, I never gave up. And eventually I did, uh, you know, just had to shift my mindset. That was, that was really the, the key because if you're, in the right, you know, if you're, you have to change the way you spend, you have to change your, you have to create new, new habits around money. And that was, that was what made all the difference because once I shifted that mindset, then I didn't feel like I was giving up on anything or missing out on anything. I was able to start um, cutting back and saving money 
and feeling good about it because it was more important to me to, to know that I was paying down my debt and building up my savings than it was to just have these other, these things that eventually get old or break or, you know, right. you don't care about much after a, 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 little, a little bit of time. So, uh, so, and then once I, I, I started figuring out the process and started getting a better understanding of how money works, then I wanted to teach other people. And even though I'm a nurse, gotcha. a nurse, uh, it, it didn't, it's completely outside of nursing, but I started to have this passion. I'm like, you know, I need to show other women or, and people how they can do this so that they're, you know, because I would talk to people. A lot of people don't talk about money, but when you do start, when I started diving into the personal finance world, uh, it started, I started seeing that people, you know, a lot of people were all struggling with, we're all struggling with the same things, you know, they all have uh, debt and the bills, and you don't know that looking at the outside. You just think, oh, everybody's got everything, you know, going on well. You know, they're they're successful. They've got all the things, and you know, they show you the image that they are, you know, doing well. But mm -hmm. behind closed doors, when you really start digging into the finances, they're stressed. They're they're they can't sleep at night. They're worried. You know, they're they don't have enough money to make it to payday. You know, just all those sorts of things. So, right, I, I felt called to be able to try to start to help people and show them that you can do it and you can do it faster because right. <laughs> it took me years. <laughs> sure. So okay. So I want to go back to um, kind of what you were talking about with when you were then kind of in school and you took on debt like so many other people do, especially in America here, um, with going to college. At that time, did you, did you, was that what was kind of taught to you then when you were younger, that like that was the idea, you had to go to school, get a good job, and that you probably felt like you were on that right route even doing that? Absolutely. I felt like I was on the path to success, you know, and especially, right. like I said, when I got that first uh, salary, I was like, whoa, okay, <laughs> you know, but you know what, a lot of, a big mistake that a lot of us make, because we're not taught about money, mm -hmm. and how to manage money, is when we get that, when we earn money, we start looking for ways to spend it, because the first thing is, you start thinking, oh, great, now I can buy that car that I've always wanted, or I can get those, you know, that handbag that, you know, I saw hanging in the, you know, department store, or, you know, I can start going on vacations. You know, we, we automatically, our mind starts going to all the things we can buy. Right. That lifestyle it, creep. Right? The lifestyle. And I had to, sh you know, it took me years. <laughs> I went through all that too, but I had to shift my thinking to how am I going to, you know, instead of looking at how I can spend my money and what I can buy, how am I going to save this? How am I going to make right. this money work better for me and, and, and to give me security for my future and my family and still, but still enjoy my life now. I'm not saying, and that's one of the things that I like for people to know is you can, you can actually enjoy your life now and still save money and not have debt. It's right. just, there is, you know, you just have to get to that um, place in your head where you are, you know, you're you're being intentional about what you're doing versus right. just spending randomly and just buying all the things, you know. You can there's a there's a way to put aside money for anything that you want. Of course, anything important, we kind of always are able to figure that part out. So where was so for you? Now you're working as a nurse, you're a mom, you're buying all the things, you know, personally and just enjoying kind of 
you know, that, I, that adulting kind of phase, right? Um, it sounded like when you were kind of talking about purchasing ledgers that you kind of knew like, hey, this might not be sustainable. Like there might be, you know, I'm, I got to reel it in. I got to really start kind of thinking about it. What was the breaking point for you where you said, oh my God, I need to start teaching myself finance? Well, like I said, I did have that anxiety uh, and, and, and my hands would tremble when I was, every time I sat down to pay my bills, but that wasn't even the real catalyst that sparked yeah. my change. I just thought that was something I had to deal with. <laughs> what really sparked my change was, um, well, we had the, the big fancy luxury car and we're paying this enormous car payment every month. And I'm already stressed out with bills and everything. And maybe a couple of years into paying us two, three years or so into paying this uh, car note, um, plus, plus the insurance, plus the gas, you know, all, all of these things factor into that car payment, you know, uh, on, you know, on top of that huge car payment. So a, a couple of years in something went wrong. I believe like a water pump or something broke on it. Yeah. And so my husband had to take it to the dealership to get it repaired and find out how much this was going to cost. And when we went to the dealership, well, because it's a, it's a Mercedes, so it's like you can only take it to certain places. Everybody can't mm -hmm. work on those kind of cars. And it's an, it's an older model because this was a few years back. But they wanted to charge upwards of like $3,000 to repair this. This is on top of the car note and everything else that we're uh -huh. paying for this car. I'm like, are you serious? $3,000? And I'm already in debt and stressed about money? Right. Oh, and, and we're still paying a car note, but it's like, well, that's not covered under the warranty, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, uh, the water pump breaking out, I don't know, that's wear and tear or something. I don't know what they called it, but it, right. it wasn't covered. So, well, that, 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 that was pretty much it for me. I was like, oh no, <laughs> he found another place that, uh, worked on German cars and was able to do it for 1700, but that was still too much <laughs> when you're paying this huge car note every month. It's like, oh my God. So yeah, that so was, was really that was like not weird. having like, um, like you didn't have like the emergency fund. No, you didn't, that no. stuff just wasn't like ready to go. That wasn't even in my brain. I didn't even know about these things <laughs> or, or, you know, you just don't think like, Hey, these things are going to come up or, you know, you should right. be saving money, but you 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 can't find it you don't know where the money is and so you're like you know you want to do it and one day you're like you're going to get there and it's like you're hoping everything all the bad things holds off until you can finally save some money someday somehow but if they don't they don't right. hold off <laughs> so that was so that's interesting that it was that emergency situation with the car that made you kind of say oh my god like things just need to change right yes, because i i felt like what could I do with $1,700? What could I do with this enormous car payment that I'm giving them every month already? And then I still got to come up with $1,700. So right. yeah, that, that, that's when I was done. I'm like, I don't care about the car that much. I don't care right. about a car that much because to the point where it's stressing me out and right. making me, you know, digging me deeper in a hole. It's like, it's not that important. So okay. that was part of, that was when my mind started to shift. Okay. And let's talk about that. You mentioned that earlier too, that really one of, 
one of kind of that beginning stages is kind of having your your mind shift into really this kind of financial literacy place. Can you talk more about like what not only like how your mind had a shift, but what steps you had to take to make sure that that actually happened? Well, some of the steps I had to take was I would tell you the first one of the first things I had to do was stop creating more debt. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that, I mean, that sounds so much easier, right? Like, don't, okay, just don't buy things. But there's people that are out there listening to this being like, but wait, like, I need a car. I still have to get to work. The kids still need activities. We, you know, those things. So how do you just not create more debt? You, now what I've learned is you have to really understand what your priorities are. You know, and you have to, you just, you have to learn how to prioritize things. It's like, you know, a lot of people set goals uh, or you hear about setting goals, but you really have to be, you really have to get very intentional with, with your money. You have to think about, and, and you have to prioritize. It's like, what matters to me the most? You know, mm -hmm. is it, is it this car? Is it that new TV? Is it a new furniture or is it putting my kids in, in a, an activity, you know, right. or is it taking a vacation with my family once a year? You know, you, you, you really have to start to prioritize what matters to you because sometimes there are probably seasons in life where you can't do all the things at one time, you know, at one right. time, you know, there may be times in your life where you can only do one or two things, you know, well, I, this year I can put my kids in. Th these activities, swimming, gymnastics, and we won't, you know, take a vacation or right. that next year we will take a vacation and maybe they, they, they'll, instead of being in three different activities for all three of my children, maybe they'll just all be in one, you know? So you just right. have to really start to prioritize and be very intentional with, with your money. That was actually the word that I wrote down as you were talking was just really being like intentional, like thinking through these things of really kind of understanding um, what it is that you kind of want to get out of this and then kind of reminding yourself kind of what that greater good is and just really thinking about the dollars that you're spending along the way. Because what I yeah. didn't hear you say at all there was, oh, well, that's it. You have to sacrifice Kids no. can't go to activities. No. You can't take a vacation. You didn't say any of those things. No. What I heard I, you say was mm -hmm. we need to be intentional with where we're putting our dollars. Absolutely. I believe you 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 can't sacrifice because you know what? Um when when a, a budget or or is is too rigid, anything mm -hmm. that doesn't bend will break. So uh, you, you have to be flexible in your budget and you have to be able to do some of the things that you enjoy. You just have to prioritize. Like I said, you may not be able to do all the things this right. year or all at one time. You know, maybe there's a time further down the road where you can do everything. But, you know, it, sometimes it's like we just have to we just have to figure out what things are more important this year or this right. month or, you know this season so you know you just have to think about it that and then and and you keep those things and then you cut and you see well well if I'm gonna do this if I'm gonna put my kid in 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 ballet and swimming this year what am I gonna cut what can I give up well maybe right. I can cut back on 
you know, maybe we can switch to a, a cheaper cell phone plan, or maybe I can, we can switch our insurance company. Maybe we can find a cheaper rate. Sometimes you have to do a little, you know, detective work and, and find lower, you know, go to a, a lower cost plan uh, with your insurance or, right. or something like that. So, you know, that, that may take a little, like I said, detective work or, or comparing prices, but you know, you're not, you don't have to give up the things that are very important to you. If it's like, because for me, when my kids were small, it was, it was crucial to me that they know how to swim. You know, right. I never learned how to swim. I, I'm, I'm sad to admit that, but I didn't. But, and, and I felt like if they fell into a pool, I couldn't save them. We would all drown. So I felt, like yeah. it, I felt like it was, it was so important to me that they knew how to swim and that they could save their own lives if they ever fell into a, right. a lake or, or a body of water. So that was crucial for me. And that um, was something you really valued. And, that was and then I said really that valued. was worth spending the money on. I like what and, you were saying and, about the budget being so rigid. Like that reminds me of like a diet, right? Where it's like, if you say like, that's it, I'm not eating any carbs. All you're like is I just want a carb. So, yeah. right? <laughs> It's really that I like that. Yes. Yes. So, Anything not too rigid will break. And that's why it's not sustainable for so many people. And that's why people don't like budgeting. But budgeting is actually, it gives you permission to spend money. It just gives you the permission ooh. to spend money intentionally versus randomly and just trying to have everything. You're just very purposeful about what you're doing. Right. I like that, that it gives you, that a budget actually gives you the allowance to spend money. I like that's a great reframing talking about mindset and kind of how we want to phrase it. You know, I know personally, like when I was in debt previously, like it was just like ignore it, right? It was just like don't even think about it, don't even don't acknowledge it. You know, if I don't talk about it, it means it's not happening, you know. So it sounds so I really like that idea of just kind of saying, like, this is actually what gives you that freedom, that gives you that allowance that it doesn't have to be scary because we have we have an intention and there's room for everything that's important. Absolutely. So, okay. So you, you decided when first step, you decided you weren't adding any more debt, right? What was the next step for you in that mindset shift? The next step was actually looking for the things that I could cut back on. You know, it's like, um, okay, starting to prioritize. So um, not, I, I said, not using credit card and now I got to prioritize. You know, I wanted to start to get I'll tell you, um, I became 100% debt-free and I wasn't even trying to become 100% debt-free. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't. I'm going to tell you, Becky, I was not on a debt-free journey. My goal was to, I just wanted to get a couple of bills out of my life. That's okay. all I wanted. I just wanted, I, I, I was like, you know, as I'm looking at my finances and looking at all these things I'm paying, I'm like, if I could just get two or three of these bills out of my life, you know, I could breathe. I right. Would, I would, I would, it would be such a weight lifted off of me. And so I just started making a plan. You know, I had to prioritize. Okay, well, how about these? You know, well, yeah. this was the smallest one. You know, maybe if I just, you know, and, and that kind of goes back to, you know, what, you know, the baby steps of Dave Ramsey. I didn't really mm -hmm. follow Dave Ramsey or his baby steps, but yeah. that was just the mindset that I, you know, as I was, figuring things out that I realized it's like, I had heard of that though, pay off the smallest bill. But, and then I was like, well, let me try that. Let me try. Let me see 
you know, well, how much extra can I add to this bill? And by doing yeah. that, what can I cut on the other side? You know, maybe we just won't have cable for uh, for uh, six months. And then I can just put that money, you know, towards this bill so that I can pay it off faster. And, right. you know, so so that's what I had to do. I had to, you know, prioritize and look at what what can I cut and start it small with what's the first thing I could tackle. And then when I was able to tackle that, okay, well, I did have, you know, now the money, even though you don't see the money, <laughs> yeah. it takes a while before you actually start to see the money. You think, oh, when I pay out something, I'm going to see the money. No, not really, because first of all, you weren't making it from the start. I mean, you weren't, right. you were already in a hole from the start. So it takes time before you actually see that money. So you, sometimes you have to cut even more things, but you know, you still keeping the things that are the most important to you, but you gotta, you know, sometimes you have to make some, some hard cuts like, Hey, you know, you know, somebody wants you to go to a baby shower or wedding, you know, whatever. It's mm -hmm. like, mm, sorry, you know, I, I, I can't make it this year. I can't make it this time. You know, right. you, know you just, you just have to really be strategic about, you know, maybe, well, if it's your sister's wedding, yeah, you're going to go, but maybe if it's your, your neighbor, nervous cousin wedding maybe you could skip that one this year you know right. what i'm saying you just have to start to you know really prioritize because you can't always do all the things at once at one time so yeah no, that makes sense to... so and also like there's i feel like there's kind of like two parts to that too there's sometimes just things that when we pay attention to how many times if you sit down with your credit card right and or you look through your amazon orders right? How many subscriptions do you have to things that maybe you don't necessarily use that you even forgot about or how, how you're not using them necessarily for the cost versus how easy is it sometimes just to be able to just throw things into that Amazon cart and then just get deliveries coming that sometimes we don't even really see. But then clearly for the bigger things say, okay, great. Like, yes, this is a priority sister's wedding, but Hey, friend's wedding, Maybe that's something, you know, destination, maybe that's something that I can, that it just isn't in the budget for the time being. So that's kind of like cutting costs, right? So we got that one out. Let's talk about maybe then the other side of the coin, which is then increasing income. Was there anything that then at that time that you did to bring in more income? Yes. Uh, well, I was always this like uh, person trying to look for these little si side hustles before I knew they were called side hustles. <laughs> I did, I did all the little things. I was doing like the the uh, the Avon and the uh, uh, I was selling crystal one time, and you know, just these little random little things. Somebody else had me into some other little marketing scam. I, I well, uh -huh. that's what I call it now. I didn't know that it was that at the time, but you know, trying to sell. Uh, energy to people or right whatever we were you doing. could sounds like <laughs> so uh, you know I did all these little things but the the none of those ever, ever really helped me the thing that really made the biggest difference was uh getting a job where I actually was able to increase my income significantly okay. Yes. Um, well, for a long time, I, I only worked part-time because my kids were in school. So I would work just two or three days a week, most of the time too. And that was another reason why I, I struggled with money too, because I didn't work full-time, but my okay. husband did. And I didn't feel like we both should be 
working all the time because okay. you know when you work all the time you're tired and you know and and if you, and I didn't want to put my kids in daycare I but I couldn't afford to be just a complete stay-at-home mom so I did okay. work a couple of times I mean a couple of days a week but then I still want to do all the things, you know, have them in all the activities and do all these things. So, you know, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. It's like things are just all <laughs> not right. out of order, you know. So, but so, I, did... I, so okay. I, I eventually got a full-time job. So okay. that actually increased my income. And then uh, I went back to school because the jobs that I really wanted, you know, I needed another degree for that because I actually had an associate degree in nursing, but the jobs that I wanted mostly required a bachelor's degree. So I had to go back to school, um, created a little bit more debt uh, along the way, <laughs> but that, was, that became a priority to me, to me because I believe that it was holding me back. And you know I couldn't get the jobs that I really wanted because right. I didn't have the degree that I needed. So. Okay. I had to make that sacrifice, but I did it in a smart way. I went to, you know, I found, I didn't go to the fanciest school that was, you know, so private and charge you these outrageous amount. I found, you know, the local university and that was offering it and I was able to get it at an affordable price. So well, that was what I was going to ask. Like, how do you then put that discrepancy together between needing to cut costs, but needing the degree, which is going to cost money to be able to then switch into a higher paying salary. So, but it sounds like you really kind of did the return on investment and said, what can I do to get that degree in the kind of most affordable way? Yes, and then they had like this, they had a transition programs where you can go from RN to BSN in one year. And, and uh, you know, and it was the, you know, it was like, like I said, I didn't, I didn't look for the, I didn't care about the name of the university. Right. <laughs> You know, it's like, I'm, I don't need a, a nursing degree from Harvard or wherever. And because that the name didn't of the matter. Day, most people don't care about that. Most employers, very few industries does the name of the school really make a difference. Well, good, because uh, it didn't matter to me. It, I went yeah. to the University of Houston and that they were an accredited uh, university and that's all yeah. that mattered. And they were offering a program at, at the, uh, an affordable price. And so that's what that's what I cared about. So I, I did that. And then afterwards, I, I, I did, was able to get, um, I was able to finally land that uh, job that I had been wanting and my income increased about 40%. Wow. So, That's huge. It, uh, it huge is. And the 40%. thing of it is, I had been already up to that point practicing lowering my expenses and cutting back on things and prioritizing so that when my income increased, you know, this is what happened to a lot of people when they're income goes up so does their spending you know it matches or it goes wow. higher but when my income increased i was down here when my income increased my expenses stayed down here so and there's there's a little Smart. bit of sunlight on my face <laughs> but uh yeah so i um i just kept um i kept my expenses right where they were so that i was able to start now i had more money that i can start chunking at that debt you know so those right. couple of bills that i had already paid off now i was able to pay off more and it was important to me to save at the same time. So, mm -hmm. because I had never had savings, you know. Right. So it was important to me to, to actually, because I probably could have paid my debt off faster, but it just brought me more security, uh, you know, mentally and financially to see that I was doing both. I was saving and paying down my debt. So simultaneously. 
so that I, I just, it just, it just was, it just gave me the security that I need to feel more. Well, that reminds me of almost that trauma that you had with the car, right? Yes. That I, it sounds like in some conscious or unconscious way, you were like, I'm mm-hmm. never going to be in that situation again, where there's an emergency and yes. I just get stressed out or have that anxiety or, or things of that nature. Yes. So I love that, you know, that you did start with that emergency fund, which is so important for all of us to be able to have. So, okay. So now we've decreased our debt, right? We're not spending the same. We've increased what our income is. So now, now we got to a little, we have an emergency fund, which is clearly always important. So what is a, what was something that maybe you did for an investment now that you, once you kind of got to this place where you had that extra cash? Uh, you mean investment like um, in like stocks and those types of things? Any or type of in investment. Well, I mean, I clearly am a little little biased towards real estate, right? <laughs> but what would what if for you with some of the clients that you have is just kind of a great first level entry level novice starter investment tip that you could share with the group? Well. I would say, you know, I, I, what I did was I started in, you know, while, while I was still working at my job, I just went ahead and increased my, um, my, you know, just did my company match, you know, because for a lot of years, I was scared to do it because I always felt like, oh, I can't afford, you know, to do that. You know, I can't afford to right. get, I just do 1%, you know, 1%. That was all I, was, I would do because it just seemed like when you don't have money and you're in this mindset of scarcity, you feel like you can't, you know, I can't, there's no way I could, uh, they could take more. But mm-hmm. I, I, I felt more confident at that point to finally increase that, you know, to 5% or 6%, you know, or, or even 10%, whatever my company match was, I'm like, I'm going to do it. So, I mean, because that's actually free money that you're leaving on the table. If, you, if your company's going to match 6%, you know, then you need to be putting in 6%, you know, if you, you know, or, or work your way up, do 1% one year, 2% the next year, 3% right. the next year, just work your way up. But I, I, that was one of the first things that I did was actually go ahead and do the full company match. That was huge right. for me. <laughs> for the four hundred one k, exactly. Yeah. Well, be- and that is right because that's when if you are fortunate in the position to have a four hundred one k offer to your company and to be able to get that match, mm-hmm. exactly. And I see what you're saying. When you're in, when you're in it, it's hard to say, oh, there's more money coming out of my paycheck, and it's hard to see the longer kind of roll of it. And I'll also speak from like my personal experience when they're like, oh, it only takes you know. 19 years of service to be fully vested and you're like great so what am i really committing to here and over that time but in retrospect it really is an opportunity of kind of almost free money right it's a little weird because it is kind of for savings which you know i think my job should stay out of my personal finances but it's a great opportunity once again if you have that and it is and it is something you don't have to work more for it It's better than the interest rates you can get at the air quotes, high yield savings account. So it is a really nice opportunity to be able to be able to have. So I love, that's a great, that's a great tip that there are probably so many listeners out here that are not taking that match and taking that opportunity. Um, So I absolutely, I love that one. So thank you. You're welcome. As we kind of wrap up here today, um, what would you say is maybe the... Number one mistake you see women making when they come to you, 
that you're like looking over somebody's kind of finances and you're like up easy win right here. I see this mistake all the time and I know I can make that change for them. Well, the, oh my gosh, there, there are a couple. Let's see. I'm sure you got a couple (laughs) running through your head. What's the one thing that you're just like, oh my God, if women just knew this about finance, it could really make a difference for them. I would say, add yourself to your budget. That's the one thing people don't do. They don't add themselves to their budget. It's like, you know, we're paying all the bills. Just write yourself in as a bill. I mean, because I believe you and we need to think of ourselves just as important as any bill. Why should everybody else get all of your money? If you earn 100% of your paycheck, you think of your paycheck as a, as a pie, 100%. If you give 90% of your income to everybody else, don't you deserve 10% or 5% of your own money that you work hard for? Right. So put yourself on that sheet. Write yourself in as a bill. You decide how much you want to pay to yourself. You know, look at it in terms of percentage. Maybe start with 1% of whatever that is. If you earn $1,000, 1% is what? $10. Write that, right. write that on your budget. Put yourself, yourself on as a line item, $10 every payday goes straight to me. It's yes, mine. It, I don't have to give everybody, you, everybody else gets 99%. Let me have 10, 1%, you know. So, you know, just, just put yourself as a line item on your budget. I love that. Yes. I love that. And I think that's something, especially women, moms, that sometimes we end up going to the bottom of the barrel. Yes. Right. We always, I remember my mom and and we grew up in a very poor household and I remember, you know, my mom would really just struggle so much to be able to get us kids new sneakers for the new school year or to be able to buy us clothes. And she never really spent anything on herself. And I feel like, I feel like that's something that it would have just maybe brought her a little peace of mind, a little mental uplift to, to really be there to kind of, you know, Put almost the oxygen mask on her first to then be able to kind of to support us as well. So I, I love that. That's a great tip. Well, Deshana, thank you so much for spending your, your afternoon with us. Um, I love all the tips you gave us. I love that they're so actionable and really things that so many of our listeners can hop off this call and go and do immediately after. So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Becky. I, I'm, I'm, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Good. For any of our listeners out there, do make sure to subscribe to the Ladies Landlords podcast so you do not miss the next episode. We release new episodes every single Tuesday. So we will see you back next week. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're feeling stuck in your real estate journey, visit lady-landlords.com to book a one-on-one workshop with me. I'll help you determine your next best strategy. Or you could subscribe to our newsletter for exclusive tips and offers. Invest with confidence. Become a lady landlord today.